0: All right. Today, we're going to be talking about Tiger Management and Tiger Global Management. Different firms, different funds, but they've got some crossover, Uh, both of which have managed uh, tens of billions of dollars, uh, although different investment strategies. I think you guys are really going to like today's conversation. Welcome to Funds That Won, where we dive into some of the world's most renowned investment funds. We'll interview investment managers across the alternative landscape, and learn how they built their million and even billion dollar asset management empires. We'll explore teams, structures, strategies, and best practices in launching and running alternative investment funds. Tiger Management, not Tiger Global Management, Tiger Management was founded in 1980 by Julian Robertson. Uh, And it was uh, honestly probably one of the most uh, the earliest and most successful hedge funds. Uh, he started it with 8 million bucks and he went out and he started, uh, you know, it's kind of a global macro long, uh, short strategy. So, you know, he was just really known as being a really good stock picker. Uh, so he started that firm in 1980, you know, grew it very successfully over the next, uh, you know, two decades, and as he approached the year 2000, uh, things started to fall apart for that fund. He started making some bad investments, uh, misallocated. It was honestly right about that time that was, you know, uh, through the emergence of the internet and the dot-com bubble, and you know, he kind of made some mistakes. And they said, "Hey, look, we He kind of said he's done. So Tiger Management closed its doors in uh, 2000. However. Chase Coleman III uh, was a prominent analyst and associate there. Uh, And uh, Julian Robertson just had a lot of faith in this guy and a lot of confidence in his ability to go out and continue uh, investing in technology companies. Chase approached Julian and said, hey, I want to go continue kind of the Tiger legacy. I want to start Tiger Global Management. Uh, I want to shift up the thesis a little bit. Not as much consumer focused or you know a general stock picking, but I want to focus on this kind of whole tech wave, and I want to start uh, Tiger Global Management and going out and capitalizing on uh, you know this this revolutionary technology uh, thing called the internet. Julian actually staked Coleman; uh, he gave him a twenty-five, a meager twenty-five million dollars to go out and start Tiger Global Management. Uh, you know, to start trading on. And, you know, to Julian's credit, he actually gained a lot of uh, legacy from this because, I mean, he ran a successful hedge fund for for two decades, and he went on to stake about 38 different funds over the next decade, right? And and so a lot of, you know, all these offshoots, all these different funds started out of Tiger when it dissolved. And so, you know, sometimes people will call them like the the Tiger Cubs, Or uh, you know a a tiger cub fund, meaning that it's a hey, it's kind of a successor of Julian Robertson. But one of his most successful was Chase Coleman when he went out and started Tiger Global Management in 2001. And and again, Chase was just like, hey, look, I want to capitalize on tech, and so he opened up this hedge fund, an equities fund that you know was going to go trade the public markets and invest in tech companies. And you know Chase quickly realized that you know all the, the best investments weren't on the public markets, right? They weren't they weren't already being traded on the Nasdaq or the S and P 500. Uh, but he realized that you know there's there's more alpha if by getting in earlier. And so Chase, uh, you know, just two years, or I think even shorter than that, like 18 months after starting, you know, Tiger Global Management as a hedge fund, he went on to launch uh, a a subsequent venture fund, uh, Venture Strategies. Hey guys, thanks for listening. As you know, we don't run ads on this channel. So if you could really help me out, if this podcast has added any value to you or your business, uh, please subscribe, rate, and review. I would appreciate that greatly. Thank you. So I say this all the time where, you know, when you want to go start a fund, you can start multiple strategies, right? But it's typically in your best interest to start with one thing, scale that investment strategy, establish yourself as an expert, which Chase was doing. Um, And then rather quickly, right, within 18 months, he went on to launch a venture fund and he launched, he introduced this new product to get into these kind of tech and uh, teleconference, you know, businesses earlier. And, you know, he made some amazing investments, right? He, he went on to, uh, you know, allocating Facebook, pre-IPO, LinkedIn, Stripe. Like, he's, he's he has a, a lot of these banner assets in his portfolios. And they did really well for, uh, you know, the first little while. Um, well, okay, first little while, I mean, like, first 15 years. I mean, sure, they had their hiccups. They had ups and downs even at one point they invested in a group that you know was accused of insider trading so one of his larger missteps actually just recently happened in 2023 so what happened in in april for those of them have been tracking the environment is is there was a change in in multiples there was kind of this multiple compression right the markets were booming in late teens early 20s and uh, the private equity markets and VC markets really dried up in early 2023. And what happened is uh, valuations just plummeted in the private markets. Um, you know, they weren't trading as as high of multiples. Okay, so there's something that happens uh, in venture when, uh, like, let's go to Shark Tank here. Uh, you know, if you, like the, these sharks will, they'll say, hey, I want I'll write you a 100k check and in, in exchange for 10% of your company, right? If 10% of the company is worth $100,000, then there's now an enterprise value, like an a valuation on that company for a million dollars, right? Because 100% would be a million. If 10's worth 100k, 100% is worth a million. You got that? So, every time a company takes on uh, financing an early stage company either through uh, you know, a C, a series A, a series B, or even debt uh, for that matter, it's given a, an a, an appropriated valuation. So, and this happens at a small scale, like on shark tank. And it also happens with the bigger firms, right? We look at like the, WeWork work debacle, right? Like, uh, they received some financing. Let's call it, I don't know exactly the terms, but let's say ballpark. They took on some money, uh, you know, a 10% stake in their firm for, for uh, and they took on a 4.8 billion dollar check that would value the company at 48 billion dollars, and that's what happened. That valuation is based on the fact that hey, this company is going to go achieve these revenue targets, or it's going to have the, this growth rate, and it's it's typically like a it's a future like future value of the company um, today. Um, and so, what happens when those companies don't meet those targets, or something goes wrong? And they need additional financing. Well, the value of those investments go down, right? Just as they would in like a a, a typical stock can go down, right? The valuation of a of a private investment goes down. So if a, if a fund had invested, let's say four point eight billion dollars for ten percent of the company at a forty eight billion dollar valuation, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, WeWork's performance is half of what it was. That investment in the company. Is now only worth uh, 2.4 billion, right? So it's a, it, you write down uh, your basis. So as a as a limited partner, what happened earlier this year is uh, like, it, it, let's say a big pension uh, fund put a bunch of money with uh, with Tiger. They they wrote a hundred million dollar uh, check. They all of a sudden got a notice um, that. Hey, your investment is now worth sixty-six billion dollars, or sixty-six million dollars, right? So they had a they had a thirty-three percent write down, meaning a thirty-three percent loss on their portfolio. So what happened earlier this year is is Tiger wasn't uh, they were maybe being a little more optimistic in the valuation of their portfolio companies, and then all of a sudden, just out of left field, came these. Massive, astronomical write downs. Right? Even some companies were written down as much as seventy percent. Um, so eventually, they invested at too high valuations. Right? They made some. They made some mistakes, and they invested in in too high valuations at these companies. And they had to go notify all their limited partners that hey, your investment in this venture firm is now worth uh, a lot less. Um, and so, you know, they were they were heavily scrutinized in earlier 2023 for kind of these these gross missteps and and poor performance. And I think uh, honestly, I, I've been saying this for a while, but you know, it's a lot easier to go out and generate a return on a smaller investment than it is a bigger one, right? It's easier to double $1 than it is $10 and it's easier to double 10 than it is 100 and so on and so forth even in the millions and tens of millions of billions of dollars so like tiger's venture fund was 12.7 billion dollars or something like that like it's hard to effectively allocate 12.7 billion dollars and generate uh you know really high returns and the market's starting to understand this that like hey, you know, it's actually probably better if we allocate to smaller funds because they're actually able to perform better. So there's all this data out there that smaller, uh, you know, funds do better. So note that for the nascent emerging manager. But anyhow, Tiger, Tiger received a lot of flack. Uh, they, they now said, hey, look, our next venture fund, instead of being $12 billion, it's going to be five. So they cut it like 70% um they're going to raise less money because it's easier to generate a return hey guys so if you want to learn more about investment funds uh, how they work how they're structured if you want to become a fund manager how i became a fund manager visit our youtube channel for more free value the link is in the show notes thank you i want to double click on this kind of concept of you know, too big, too fast, because I, I think it's a really important principle for any fund manager out there, you know, thinking about the size of their business. So, in so in, this happens all the time in just like traditional startups, where sometime maybe, it, let's say you're going out and starting a business, and, you know, an investor offers you a million dollars for 10% of your company, right? That would offer you, that would put you at about, you know, a, a $10 million valuation. And you might have a a different investor come in and say, hey, I'll give you $2 million for 10% of your stake in the company, right? You you might think, you know, outside, you know, just on first glance that, hey, well, I'm going to take the investment that values my company at a $20 million business, right? And I'm going to get twice as much money for the same stake. Yes, I mean, uh, that's true, but on the flip side, you have to now measure up to that performance. If you're ever gonna go get additional financing and additional follow-on investors, you need to live up to a $20 million valuation. And in a lot of cases, you're probably just not ready for that. So, uh, you know, it's important in this world of finance not to take on too much money too quickly, uh, but to be realistic, right? Be a, be a realist in this world. Uh, it's, you never want to be too optimistic or too pessimistic. Uh, you know, it's better to, to set expectations and then over deliver on them then set, you know, then overset expectations and under deliver because typically at that time of under deliverance, you're gonna lose your investors, you're gonna lose your LPs, you're gonna lose employees. Like it's just a, you know, nobody likes to see a, a, a line down into the right, and you want to avoid that as much as possible in business. All right. So when you hear the name Tiger, right, or a Tiger fund, uh, sometimes they're, they're usually talking about the more recent fund, Tiger Global Management, which now manages, I think, about 40 billion dollars in venture and private equity assets and about 10 billion in uh, their hedge fund, but also some articles could be, you know, referencing the former, you know, tiger, tiger strategies, right. That was in operations from 1980 to 2000. I think that there's a lot to learn from, uh, these stories and these different managers as they start their different practices. Uh, you know, always focus on alpha operational alpha. Don't get too big, too fast and get over your skis. But, um, I would definitely say they're a firm that overall has won over the years, dis, you know, despite recent missteps. They're still a juggernaut in the in the venture capital and hedge fund industries. All information shared are the sole thoughts and opinions of the author do not take any information as legal or financial advice. You should seek a certified accountant and a professional legal team before taking any further action. We are not selling or soliciting a security in any way, shape, or form. This content is for educational purposes only and is not to be construed as financial or legal advice. Clients of FundLaunch or Black Card Capital Partners may maintain positions and securities discussed on this podcast.